This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! What is going on, Bucks fans? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Here today for episode 47. Got a pretty big show today for you. It's the off season, so things have been a little slow. But we're going to do what we can to give you the best updates and Bucks news that we can. We are back today for episode 47 on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. I think this is our second show of 2019, but it's going to be a good one. Pro Bowl weekend's coming up. Super Bowl's coming up. It's an exciting time to be a football fan. So let's jump right into things. Welcome back to the show. We are back today for a brand new episode. If you're new around here, I am your host, Rhett. Joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Bucks Football, Evan. Uh, Now, Evan, as I said before, pretty exciting time to be a football fan. Super Bowl's next weekend. Pro Bowl's going to be this this weekend coming up. And uh, our good buddy, Mike Evans, was named to the Pro Bowl, just in case you guys had missed it. So it should be an exciting weekend for him as well. Is he our good buddy, though? I mean, no, I, I mean, he probably doesn't know who we are, but you got to appreciate him for everything he does, right? He's a I mean, friend of course. to me. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's, a, he, he, he's a mutual friend. Exactly. That's, that's what you can call it. Um, yeah, anyways, you know, it's good to be back here. And, um, yeah, like I said, I believe this is our second show, 2019. Uh, we're going to try to do some stuff during the off season. Obviously, once free agency and stuff heats up at all. There'll yeah. be more shows, but uh, right now, uh, gotta do some some fun stuff in this show. So I uh, hope you guys hope you guys enjoy. Exactly. So we're just gonna make the best of a uh, of a slow situation right now. There is a little bit of Bucks news that we can talk about and cover, and of course, uh, later on in the show, we're actually gonna be answering some fan questions as well uh, from the questions submitted on our Instagram page. So if you haven't followed us there, make sure you do. Um, so what are we gonna talk about first? Funny thing about the off-season shows is that I never really write down a whole lot of notes, uh, kind of like I do during the year. So we're just, I don't want to say we're winging this one, but we're just kind of going into it. Um, so what's on your mind, man? I mean, first and foremost, actually, we did touch on Pro Bowl. Um, let's take a second and let's talk about Mike Evans in the Pro Bowl. So at first, every buck had been snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Like, there wasn't a single Tampa Bay Buccaneer in this year's Pro Bowl. Uh, Mike Evans landed a spot as a first alternate at wide receiver. Um, he he ended up taking the place of, I believe, Antonio Brown, right? No, it was, it was uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Okay, my bad. Julio Jones, uh, who had been injured. So he ended up taking that place, and now Mike Evans gets to play. 
And he's actually going to be on the Skill Showdown, which uh, happens tonight, which is always fun to watch. If you guys, if you guys are listening to this not on the 24th of January, just know that we're talking about the Skill Showdown from uh, from that date. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, Pro Bowl never gets me excited, but look, it's it's good to have a buck in there. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to see see him represented. Um, I, I thought that, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul maybe should have got a little bit more than he did. Uh, but, you know, oh well. Um, well, we learned that, you know, this year more than ever, the Pro Bowl is just, it's a popularity contest. It is really I mean, what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, I, I mean, Mike Evans was snubbed. It shouldn't have been. He shouldn't Mike have had to come in as an alternate. But I, I mean, Mike Evans had one of the better years of his career. I, I'd say mm-hmm. he had one hell of a year this year. Breaking franchise records. Doing what he can, you know. He's he had a good year, and uh, yeah. for him to have it all pay off with a Pro Bowl appearance, I'm cool well, with that. Did you see the NFC quarterbacks? I saw it was Russell Wilson, Mitch Trubisky. I didn't see the third one. Oh, Dak Dak Prescott. That's oh. brutal. Dak Prescott, and, and for the, Mitch Trubisky. Dak Prescott, Mitch Trubisky, and Russell Wilson versus. Listen, I'm cool. I'm cool with Russell Wilson. I, I <laughs> yeah, I know. A talented I, yeah. quarterback. I really do, but. Mitch Trubisky and Dak Prescott? And um, for the AFC, it's Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, like I said, though, it's uh, Pro Bowl is always fun to watch. It's not. I mean, I, I, I might, I might watch some of it. Maybe you think we'll, we'll you think see. we'll see any, uh, you think we'll see any no call pass interferences? Oh, um, maybe. I mean, the, hey, watch. Uh, how do you think Saints fans would feel if, like, there was like something like softer? Like the refs can't call any pass interferences in this because if there's if there's a pass interference call that's, like softer than that one and they call it, oh man. Here's here's the thing too, is like Saints fans. We got to talk about this, man. They filed a whole lawsuit against Roger Goodell in the NFL. This is a Saints podcast, by the way. Oh, oh, God, no. But the Saints are division rivals. I I feel like we are at liberty to talk about it a little bit. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Saints didn't get screwed with that no call against the Rams. But I'm also not going to sit here and say that that no call lost them the game because you and I watched that game, I'm pretty sure. You watched that game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and Drew I Brees threw an interception yeah, overtime. Drew Brees so. had a uh, had an opportunity to win that game for his football team, and he threw an interception. And they missed opportunities to get touchdowns early in that game. And yeah, listen, Saints fans, it's okay. It gets better. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> at first, but the more that it happens, you just get used to it, and it gets easier to deal with. I mean. Listen, it's two straight time, years, though. Like that, that's got to be brutal. Oh, yeah, brutal finishes to the end of the year. Two straight years. That sucks. That really does suck now that I think of it. Because last year was the, the whole miracle, the Minnesota thing. Oh, man, that's rough. But listen, I, I mean, like I said, that no-call didn't lose their game, but it, it is it is out of hand with these refs. And I think Roger Goodell, I think somebody of authority – needs to answer to what's going on in the field right now. Because we saw it time and time again this year. These calls are just getting out of hand, and you know what it is. It's it's coming down to referees 
not knowing what they're supposed to call. So they're just making all of these judgment calls. Yeah. And it's ultimately screwing people out of games. It's it's screwing players over, yada, 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 things like that. The whole roughing the passer dilemma. We saw a couple of Bucks penalties this year that were just ridiculous. Nobody really paid attention to it because, of course, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But listen, if we're in the playoffs and we're playing, uh, we're playing the Rams in that same game and something like that happens to me, oh, buddy, that's rough. But I mean, they have a right to be angry. It's not. Oh, they do. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I doubt we have any Saints fans who listens to this podcast. But uh, no. <laughs> but if for any reason this gets out and people try to, you know, make us look bad for trashing Saints fans, it, it that's not how it is, man. They were screwed, but they also lost the game themselves. I can't feel that bad, but still, dude, it, it, it's brutal. Any way you look at it. Yeah. Also, um, since this may be our last episode before that, Rams-Patriots, who you got? Yeah, I was just about to say, since we're on the topic of Super Bowl... Uh, if I had to make a pick, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I got to pick New England. I really, I really don't think Tom Brady, I don't think he goes to the Super Bowl two years in a row and loses two years in a row. First year, of course, to Nick Foles and the Eagles, gives them their first championship. That's fine for Philly, but he's not going to go back and lose to Sean McVay and the Rams. He's just not, especially after losing last year. I, I think they're going to play... Exactly how New England plays postseason football every single year. And that'll be that. They'll probably win, mm, I don't want to say two scores. I'll say a field goal. I'll give it 38-35. It'll be Patriots on a last-second field goal. They'll pull it off, and uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they get that sixth ring. Well, Brady gets his sixth ring. Belichick gets, what, his like eighth or ninth? Um, I think eighth. I'm, yeah. I think so, because I think, yeah, you won a few with the Giants there. Um, yeah, so I have 24-20 Patriots. Yeah, I just think that's such a low-scoring game? I, you know, with playoff games, I, I always give the defenses the benefit of the doubt that, you know, they're going to play well. Of course, I predicted two pretty low-scoring games. My Saints score was actually almost the, the thing. Um, I had the Saints win in 23-21, and they were up 23-20. So I was like, oh, okay, well, there, nice. there's one, you know. Uh, but and obviously that wasn't meant to be. But then I had the Chiefs beating the Patriots like 24-20 or something. Or it was something like that. And I was surprised that it, it got that high scoring. So I was like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, I think New England's defense is going to be a little bit better. Um, I think L.A.'s defense is going to be good. Um, but I just think, yeah, that New England edges them out, um, just happens. Yeah. It's New England, you know, it's, it's Tom Brady. It's, yeah. I, I will, exactly. Um, a lot of you guys don't like me for it, but I, I will be rooting for the Patriots. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like, I've rooted for the Patriots every postseason they've been in it, every Super Bowl I've rooted for them. Um, yeah, so that's that. It's become one of those things for me. I have close family who are all Boston fans. They're all Patriots fans, and that's fine and dandy. And I'll sit here and say that I'll root for the Pats, but I'm more of a Tom Brady fan than I am a Patriots fan. Bill Belichick is fine. I think yeah, he deserves I, I every that, ounce yeah. of respect that he gets. 
think he's one of the greatest coaches of our time. But I'll be real with you. I was really looking forward to an L.A. Kansas City rematch in the Super Bowl because, God, dude, final score of that game would have been like 77 to 72. <laughs> it would have been. Yeah. It would have been nice to see. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big. I'm a big um, fan of his. So, um, yeah, it should be. It should be a good game, though. Right? I mean, I'm not. Oh, yeah. I don't think it'll be a bad game. I think both teams are going to have their guys ready to play. So, but well, you know, I I, already, I can already tell that people are going to be complaining. That's been you know what close to ten minutes. I haven't even mentioned the Bucks, but you know, if they were <laughs> if they if they were playing in the playoffs, we'd be mentioning them. Listen, so. it's Super Bowl week. Come on, I mean, we're a couple of days away from Super Bowl week, but it's that time of year. You know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's the Super Bowl. It's the game we've all been waiting for. Hopefully, the Bucks will be there next year, but. This year they're not. Ah, man. It's that part of the show where we were going to do some fan questions later, but as I said at the beginning, man, we're just kind of we're kind of coasting here. I don't have any notes. I don't have any show prep. Just kind of sat down and said, "Let's talk some Bucks football." So, as we mentioned a couple of times before, we've been saying it for a while, but it's a pretty slow time uh, at One Buck Place going on right now. So. Evan, I wanted to toss it to you and just kind of ask, you know, is there anything that we should be anticipating getting started within, let's say, a month time frame? Uh, Of course, you know, the free agency rumors, everything's starting to heat up, but when can we expect anything to start happening? I mean, I would say as you get closer to the Combine, because at the the Combine, not only do, is it a, a big thing to scout college players, but NFL agents and all the general managers are there. So a lot of times you'll discuss contracts with pending free agents there um, and you'll see if you can get deals done. And that's, you know, after the combine, the combine ends, I believe, March 4th or something like that or like March 1st, something like that. And then you have the, the re-signing period, and the franchise tag period. Um, so you're going to see uh, probably some rumors floated out there within the next few weeks. I don't know if anything's going to be concrete about it, but um you're going to see some rumors about, you know, Jerry McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, stuff like that. Um, but I don't think anything's going to happen for at least another month or, or so. Okay. So, again, guys, this is a really slow time of the year. Uh, it's just that awkward period. Yeah. Right I mean, before... we, when you when you have a head coaching hire, it's good for, like, two weeks after the season. Yeah. After that, though, so, <laughs> I mean, like, we're, we're in, like, week three, three and a half, week four. And it, it's, you know, it's, it gets slow. It's crazy to think, man. The, the, that the staff is finalized. The press conferences are done, you know. It's crazy to think that the season only ended, what, like you said, three or four weeks ago? Maybe four or mm-hmm. five? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. God. We've got an eight-month wait ahead of us. <laughs> this is going to suck. This really is going to suck. This is going to be a dark time without Bucks football on my TV every Sunday. But you know what? We're going to talk you through it. Here on the show. Well, I mean, it's a dark time when Bucks football is on your TV. So. Ah, but God, I love watching them play every <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> well, love watching them lose in creative <laughs> fashion, though. Nice, nice. So, um, let's answer some fan questions. You want to do that? I think we've got well, some. Let's do it. I'm ready to upset some fans. All right, let's do it. Evan's ready to hurt some feelings. <laughs> All right. So we've got quite a few here, and uh, as I said at the beginning of the show as well, we're answering some fan questions uh, that were sent in via Instagram. So if you're on Instagram or any sort of social media, 
You can follow us at Cannon Fire Podcast. We are also on Twitter at Cannon Fire Pod. And uh, this is the first time in the recent recent memory that I believe we've done something like this. Of course, we always try to uh, try to encourage the fans to be a part of the show in any way possible. But I think this is a good way of doing it. So we're going to go down the line here, and these are questions that you guys have asked. So anything and everything you want to know will be answered here tonight. Um, we've got quite a few questions we're going to get through, so let's get things started. Um, this one's exciting. This comes from uh, Jake, I want to say Blauvelt, Blauvelt, Jake B. Lavet, Lavelt, okay. All right. So, um, Evan, I'm going to toss this one to you, man. Biggest free agent targets for the Bucks. Well, I mean, I know this is going to be a, a hot topic, but you, you really don't know right now. Um, just because some of these guys that you look at and be like, ooh, I might like him, he could be resigned or um, franchise tagged. Um, but, I mean, I, you know, you got to look at um, the the secondary. Yeah. I, everybody, a lot of people are, are mocking uh, LSU corner Greedy Williams to the Bucks, and I've just been saying I don't think that happens. I, I don't think, for one, I don't think – um, Greedy Williams is the best corner in this class. I think it's Byron Murphy, but um, I also don't think the Bucks want that much inexperience in their secondary. So, do you um, think it's a higher chance that the Buccaneers take a pass rusher or a secondary player with the first pick of the draft? Pass rusher. Okay. Just because I just think that they're going to get an experienced corner. Um, I'm not saying really who. I mean, the free agency market isn't that strong at corner it's much stronger at safety yeah but when you look um, at the secondary i mean even the rumors we floated around and and we can get to those in a minute sorry i'll let you finish <laughs> yeah um i mean there's a few corners out there uh but obviously the two big names at, at safety you know tyron matthew um the houston texans player uh former arizona cardinal which is why he's going to be linked to the bucks uh, because of bruce arians um, and Landon Collins, who is going to be linked to the Bucks, partly because one, there's a need at strong safety aside Justin Evans, and two, uh, the Bucks were rumored to be interested in Landon Collins at the deadline uh, this year. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Those are the two guys I think um, are going to be the the big fish for for Bucks fans. Um, others, you know, you might say Demarcus Lawrence, something like that, uh, defensive end from the Cowboys. That's not going to happen. Um, just because I, I don't think the Bucks are going to invest that much in the defensive end position. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that. I'd say they're going to look for secondary. Maybe secondary, some O-line depth maybe. Um, but I, I do think that they're going to try to use the draft as much as they can to get a lot of good players. Um, and I don't think they want to use a high pick on a corner or safety. So yeah. I'd, I'd start looking at a lot of secondary guys. Um, think outside the box, too. Don't just go Tyron Matthew, Landon Collins, Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, that stuff. It, look at look at connections. Look at um, you know l- look at look at lower safeties that could be depth. Uh, look at guys that could maybe be um, starters that could maybe be just come cheap. Could maybe approve it deal th- that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, those are those are the positions really. It's tough to give out specific names right now, but yeah. uh, as we get closer, it'll be more clear. Yeah, and, and kind of piggybacking off of what you had said, uh, I think looking for the secondary is just going to be the best option. Um, you know, at the at, towards the end of the season, I kind of given my ideal situation for the off season, and of course, first step is bringing in, excuse me, 
uh, bringing in an experienced coach. Bruce Arians got the job done there. Second step is going to be finding a veteran presence for that secondary because, as you had brought up, using another draft pick just puts more inexperience back there. You've got another rookie, another guy who's got to learn what's going on. It might take him a little bit longer than someone you bring in through free agency. And a rookie in your secondary just isn't going to set the tone. Free agency or trade. Yeah. I'm just going to say. And if and if they're trading for a cornerback, I'm going to tell you right now it's Patrick Peterson. But yeah. we'll see. So <clears throat> kind of coming off of that point, I want to transition into another question that we have, kind of regarding the same thing. Uh, this question is from bucks for life 58 on Instagram. Um, it, it basically says, out of Landon Collins, Patrick Peterson, and the Honey Badger, which is Tyron Matthew, uh, who do you think is the most realistic pick for the Bucks? Or do you think it's just too early to tell? I mean, it's too early to tell, but I would say that it's either Landon Collins or Tyron Matthew more than Patrick Peterson, just because Patrick Peterson's still under contract with the Cardinals. You right. know, um, so it's much more likely that it would be Landon Collins or Tyron Matthew. Uh, I'm gonna say though that if if I had to bet, I would say that Tyra Matthew is more likely. Okay, I like it. I like it. Now, there's a rumor that I've seen floating around, and maybe I'm just interpreting it wrong. But is it true that there is, or Tyron Matthew has expressed some interest with the Bucks, or is is that just all malarkey? I have not heard that. I've heard that um, Bruce Arians wants Tyra Matthew. Okay. From I heard, you know, JC Cornell, who's been um, pretty plugged into this stuff with Bruce and stuff, has said that um, his dream scenario would be to get Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. So I think <laughs> I don't know how much interest is on the the, the Buck side. Uh, I mean, I'm on Matthew's side because obviously it's way early. I'm sure he'd probably love to stay in Houston, but yeah, um, I really don't know right now. Uh, I but I do know that the Bucks, if he does hit the market, I would expect the Bucks to to make a phone call. Gotcha. Um, to try and just just you know gauge interest. Okay, I got you. Now, um, sticking on the same point, and that point is is really free agency. Um, this is a question that comes from Bucks Planet. Uh, it's basically just asking, you know, aside from everyone that we just discussed, uh, what big names do you see us getting in free agency, if any? Um, so, aside from all the rumors that we had talked about, uh, of course, you're going to need some help in the secondary, but. We've seen this team bring in multiple people through free agency. So are there any other names floating around that we should just kind of keep our ears pinned back for? I mean, no real big names. I, I wouldn't I, – it all depends on what you call a big name. Is that a name that you recognize or is it a name that uh, is like an actual like star? You know, eh, I would just um, say something you recognize. I mean, I, I think that uh, – You know, JPP coming in last year – He's a big name, but I'd say he was more of a name that I had recognized at the time because I wasn't expecting him to come in and put up double-digit sacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would look at receiving depth, and two players I'd look at are John Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. was with uh, Bruce Arians in Arizona. I was a deep threat and speed guy there. Um, this would probably be assuming that Deshaun Jackson is gone and maybe even Adam Humphreys because John Brown... Um, it may, might not command as much as Humphreys, maybe, but uh, if John Brown's coming in, he'd probably be a number three receiver. Um, but if if the Bucks were, yeah, I, I I think so. He'd be a nice nice speed threat. Um, and it, it, he his best years were in Arians offense. So, um, but if Adam Humphreys were to stay, I think that 
the ideal guy and I, I, I would be J.J. Nelson from the Arizona Cardinals. I know everybody's going to say, oh, my God, you know, we turn <laughs> the into Tampa Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, but whatever. Um, we've, we've talked about that before. That, that doesn't matter. Uh, J.J. Nelson's another speed guy. He could be the fourth wide receiver, a good option, or, you know, maybe even bring him into camp just to compete, you know. But I think that he, he had a down year this year. He had some decent years under Arians. He's still only, I believe, 26 years old. So um, if Humphreys were to resign and they weren't, they were to let go of Deshaun Jackson uh, and not bring any other receivers in, I think J.J. Nelson could, could fit in there. And then you could have Bobo Wilson and Justin Watson still battle it out for the fifth spot and maybe compete with uh, Nelson for the fourth spot. But I think those are two names. Um, not really sure. Uh, Morris Claiborne is another one in the corner from the Jets. I know I got a lot of hate for suggesting that because for some reason people just think of Claiborne as like the bust from the Cowboys and not like a, a solid player for the Jets because, I mean, he was he was bad for the Cowboys. They picked him, so what, seven overall, eight overall, and he wasn't good. He was not good, and the, he, re, he signed with the Jets for a one-year deal last year in the 2017 season, had a nice 2017, 2017 season, excuse me. You got it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's getting late. Um, actually, it's probably like, what, it's 848, come on, come on. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Bucks were actually talking to him last offseason, but he decided to return to the Jets on a one-year deal, so he's a free agent again. And I think, you know, he played with Todd Bowles, Jason Light's already expressed interest in him before. I think it could be a match. Um, it we'll definitely see. makes sense. I, I think he's just—he's a guy that, I mean, if you can't trade for for a corner or uh, maybe sign like a Jason Verrett or uh, a Bradley Roby, something like that, one of those bigger guys, I think Morris Claiborne could be a, a pretty decent option. Uh, but I mean, I want to touch on Patrick Peterson trade really fast because. A lot of people are going to be asking me about that in the coming weeks. I know that. Um, you can just send them here. Give them a <laughs> the timestamp, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's the, the tricky thing about that is you don't know what Arizona is planning on doing. You know, Cliff Kingsbury is a rookie head coach. Steve Kime has been there for a while, but Steve Kime also, he loves Peterson, right? Like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to give up on Peterson. Um, I think they're going to want draft picks. I don't know if they're going to want a first-round pick. Patrick Peterson's not worth a first-round pick to me. Um, maybe if you give him, like, 2020 first-round pick, maybe, but not the fifth overall pick. Um, so that that's tricky. Uh, plus, Peterson's contract's pretty big, so you'd probably have to definitely get rid of McCoy. Um, yeah. you definitely have to get rid of McCoy and, and maybe, you know, and some other guys like Deshaun Jackson, Vinny Curry, Will Golson, and that kind of stuff. Um but yeah, we'll see. Um, time will tell. You know, I, if the Cardinals want to go full rebuild with this thing, I could see Patrick Peterson being available, and I think that Bruce Arians would, would try his best to, to get Patrick Peterson. But time me, will tell. Uh, let me toss a name at you and, and see what you think, because you said Patrick Peterson might not be worth the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure if this guy that I'm about to ask you. I think I know who this is, but you probably ahead. do. I, I don't want to say that he's worth the first round pick, but let me just see what you think. And that's uh, that's cornerback out of Jacksonville, Jalen yep. Ramsey. Yeah, uh, you know, 
at straight up, like you're talking like Jalen Ramsey for number five. Sure, why not? No, I have a hard time no. doing that. Yeah, I just have a hard time doing that. What about Jalen Ramsey and some change for the first round pick? You know, Jalen Ramsey and and maybe. Mm, Ah, uh, I I really don't know how much you're gonna get out of that. Maybe a third. Uh, I I I'd probably do that. Yeah. Second or third? I'd probably do a third. Yeah. You can live with that, right? Yeah, I I wouldn't mind that. the The ideal trade was would be Jacksonville wants a quarterback, gives you seven, <laughs> gives you seven. You give them gives you seven and Ramsey, but you give them five and like your third. I'm, yeah, yeah, go with that too. That's so. the thing too, and, and trading back with Jacksonville is a possibility I've heard discussed before. So yeah, and I mean, guys, the the reason it's different for Jalen Ramsey, Patrick Peterson is a fantastic football player. He's be older, a fantastic fit here. Patrick, yeah, I mean, he's twenty eight years old, I believe, right now. He's gonna be turning twenty nine start of the season. He's got a humongous contract. Jalen Ramsey is like twenty five, right? I mean, it's, it's just a, a different scenario. Now, some would say, oh, maybe Jalen Ramsey is a locker room cancer, but you're hearing some stories about, you know, Jalen Ramsey and stuff like that from Jacksonville. Um, you haven't really, really heard anything like that from Patrick Peterson, so um, maybe the Bucks want to steer clear of, of that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I, if if you're talking just, just play, yeah, Ramsey's worth it. Um, not straight up, though. I wouldn't do anything straight up. but Right. Um, yeah, I, I would. Okay. So, uh, moving on from, you know. Now, uh, one more thing. That's not saying the Bucks would. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not, do not, don't start those rumors, guys that are listening out there. That does not mean that, oh, my God, yeah, the Bucks might trade the fifth overall pick. I don't know. <laughs> okay? I don't, I don't think he's going to, Ramsey's going to go anywhere, if you want me honest. Yeah. I, um, but I I'm just saying, so I, I, hypothetically, I would do that deal. I think, uh. Uh, I think at this point we're starting to see who is shaping up to be packing their bags this offseason. Um, you know, with a lot of guys, I think the hype has died down. Uh, a guy like Antonio Brown a couple of weeks ago, if you would have told me that he's going to be gone this offseason, then yes. But right now... I think he's still gone. I don't you know, You think he's going to stay? I don't know. I don't know. No. I really don't. No. I think he's coming off of his high horse. I think Dude. he's. I think he's. Well, did you see the whole thing? He unfollowed the 49ers on Instagram. So the 49ers. Means, yeah, that obviously means he's coming back. Obviously, oh, that actually means he's coming to Tampa. Is what it means. He unfollowed no, the uh, 49ers on Instagram. Yeah. So no. he's he's obviously coming to Tampa no, to play you. for us. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard all of that. A lot of fans are saying that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are coming to Tampa. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, and <laughs> and, and and Nick Foles and, and Nick Demarcus Foles. Lawrence. Yeah, they're they're all okay. Cool. And uh, they're gonna fire Bruce Arians and trade for. Uh, I mean, no, they're not gonna fire Bruce Arians and trade for a play. They're gonna like sign Rink, Lincoln Riley or, or something like that. <laughs> because all, right. all, all the all the people want that, or they're gonna trade for <laughs> Sean McVay. So, so let's move on here. Moving on. Uh, Moving on from players that we're going to acquire in free agency, let's talk about somebody who may or may not have just played his last game as a Buck, and that is Gerald McCoy. Now, this mm-hmm. question comes from Buccaneers Topic, uh, and the question is, is it more beneficial for the team to cut Gerald McCoy uh, for the cap that he would give us? And he would give us some cap space. I believe he's owed, what, 13 mil right now? Uh, yep. Yep, Bucks can save $13 million by 
by releasing him. What is it worth it? It all depends on what you're going after. If, if you if you think if if Arizona has all but agreed to a deal for Patrick Peterson, but you don't have the cap space right now, and all you need to do is get rid of McCoy, sure. But if if there's no clear plan, if you just want the money, just to have the money, I don't know if I'd do that. So you want to make sure you have something in place to bring... I want to make sure there's a plan. Yeah. Right. If, if, yeah, you, because... if you plan on going after Tyron Matthew and going after uh, Bradley Roby in free agency and, and going after uh, Tevin Coleman and you need all this money, okay, fine. But... Um, yeah, if you're if you just want it, if you're like, yeah, well, we might spend a free and see, yeah, let's just get the extra money. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Okay, and yeah, of course, I like the way that you had said, you know, if you have a plan in place, let's see what'll happen. But if not, and you're just looking for the money, I don't know if it'll be worth it because, dude, we're talking about Gerald McCoy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, this but, isn't I, just it. This isn't Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. A lot of people got to remember, Jerry McCoy's been, been declining a little bit. So, I mean, is he worth the $13 million? No. I mean, he's not anymore. Um, but, I mean, he isn't. I'm not going to say he's not worth 9 or so. I think, uh, I don't know if I want to see Gerald McCoy go. I know I don't really have a it's, choice. It's tough because when players have been around for a long time, it's tough to to let go. Uh, that's that's with any sports team, you know. Um with, with when they retire, it's a bit easier, right? Yeah. Uh, but but when but when you know that you're going to see a guy that's been on your team for the past nine years on another team, it's it's difficult. Yeah, man, it's hard. It really is. But if he ends up moving on from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I hope he strives somewhere else. And to be honest with you, I hope he retires with a ring. So mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen now. Evan said a little bit earlier, maybe a month before you start seeing things happen, but it's just uh, <laughs> let's let's all remember to think about Gerald McCoy during this time because once he's gone, we're definitely going to miss him. And you can't don't know what you got till it's gone, right? Exactly, exactly. So let's move on. A here. lot of fans are going to realize that too in the next oh, few months. Oh man, I mean, you're not wrong. You're really not. I think a lot of people don't realize it now. But let's move on here. So we have got some uh, some prospect questions, some draft questions for there you. There we go. There's my stuff. Alrighty. So this one is coming from our buddy Bucks and Knowles. The question is: Better prospect, Jonah Williams or Jawan Taylor? Jonah Williams, easily. Jonah Williams. I don't know where the love for Jawan Taylor is. I don't know, especially since his name's Bucks and Knowles. Knowles, right? A, a Gator. <laughs> come, come on, man. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, Jonah Williams, for, for sure. Uh, Jonah Williams rejects the best in the NFL. Um, I know there's some questions about him. Oh, maybe he's played guard now. I, I He can play guard, but he, he's a left tackle in the NFL. You play left tackle, you can be fine at it. Um, you, you know, and everybody's going to say, oh, that national championship, he got put on his butt one time, and Twitter went off about it. What else did Cleland Farrell do that whole game? Nothing. Who cares? Drop him down. Drop him down You're, in the stock a little bit you more. Know, we'll get him at seven after trading back. And getting Jalen Ramsey, right? Um, yeah. Um, now we're talking. You know, it is it is what it is. I, you know, I don't know why. You know, the, the real question should be maybe who's better, Jonah Williams or Cody Ford? 
Cody Ford plays mostly guard, but can play tackle as well. So um, that's that's a better thing. Uh, Jawan Taylor is a, a late first, early second guy to me. If if the Bucks do not pick Jonah Williams or Cody Ford in the first round, wouldn't surprise me to see him go after a guy like Taylor. Honestly, um, wouldn't be a bad pick. Uh, I he's not. I don't. I mean, you can plug him, plug him in, and play him. But right. I, he's not going to put the the immediate impact that Williams will. Um, so I think it's just we'll two say. different skill levels. Yeah, it it's is. just Jonah Williams is really good, like really good. I got you. Okay. So moving on to another draft question. This comes from Amanda nine seven four zero, and the question is: Do you think the Buccaneers will draft a running back? And and I kind of want to take this one really quick. Um, I feel confident in answering this, and if I'm wrong, you can just shut me down entirely. <laughs> but uh, I think the Buccaneers draft a running back in the fourth, fifth, or the sixth round. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, they don't have a sixth round pick anymore, though. Okay, yeah, they have a seventh now because they, they swapped with the the Bruce Arians thing. So the fourth, fifth, or seventh round of the draft, yeah. I think you'll see a running back picked up. If if a running back at all, it would be then, yeah. Um, personally, I don't, I don't, personally, I don't think so because personally, I think they're going to, they're going to sign one in free agency. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I think they want a veteran, so we'll see, but I think, yeah, Barber Jones and the free agent, I think it's a, maybe, maybe a guy in the seventh, if he falls a little bit and you're not expecting there, maybe right, take like him. Another, but, another Jeremy McNichols, maybe uh, to come in and compete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe not that name yeah. in particular, but um, yeah. So I, w- time will tell with that. I I think that they're going to add um, more, more. They want more experience, though. I, okay. I think they want more experience all around the board, really. So not just with running back. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if a running back, to, like if Josh Jacobs from Alabama is there in the second round, maybe. Maybe he's the exception because I mean he's a perfect fit in the offense. He's like just like a David Johnson, like like what Brazarians had in Arizona. So right. that's a possibility, but I don't see Jacobs being there. So um, I I don't. If the Bucks don't sign a free agent running back, I'd say it's almost guaranteed that they're drafting one where you said either the fourth, fifth, or seventh rounds. Um, but but if they do, I have a hard time seeing it. Okay. Uh, here's another draft question. This comes from our buddy, the Bucks page. Um, Travis, Homer the, Travis Homer in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, that goes again. You know, it's a, he's a running back. It's um, maybe if, if they don't sign a free agent and they like him, why not? You know, yeah. um, it, it will not. I would, unless it's Josh Jacobs or somebody else falling that they love, I would be surprised if it's before the fourth round. If it's okay. Josh Jacobs, though, I'd pick Josh Jacobs in the second round. I'd do that. He's he's good. Yeah, I think he's he's good. I mean, what other As, talent do you have he, floating around in the second round that can help us in other places? Because listen, well, we already I mean, have a second rounder. Line, the defensive line class is stacked. Yeah. Um. So that you can find some there. There's some corners there. Um. Possibly. Uh. You know, but there there there's a few other other areas. There's a few tackles off of the tackles that may be available, like a, a Taewon Taylor or um, Greg Little, Yanni Kajust, uh, those type of guys. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if Josh Jacobs is there, I'd probably take Josh Jacobs, no matter who you draft in the first round. 
Okay. I dig it. I dig it. We already went over the question that was asking who the Bucks' first round pick is going to be, correct? No. Okay. No, but too early to say that. Yeah. Ask me that after the free agency period, and I'll have a, a clear uh, thing. But I will say this: I'll give you, I'll give you f- five names that I think it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be one of these five. Okay. And last year, if you told me, give me five names. Vitavea wasn't going to be there, was he? He was. Oh I yeah. Was gonna, okay. I was gonna say I was gonna say Saquon Barkley, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson. Darwin James or, or Vita Vea. That was going to be one of those five where we're going to be on the Bucks. But I knew I knew they liked Vita Vea. Um, I knew they liked them a good bit. Um, so, Greedy Williams, right? Even though I don't think it's going to happen. Now, this isn't what I necessarily think will happen just because of the way the board will fall and stuff like that, but... Um, if I if somebody said to me, you know, five, you got to give me five, I'd put Greedy on there. Um, Jonah Williams, Josh Allen, the the linebacker slash edge rusher from Kentucky. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. I would take him at five and probably over anybody that's realistic. So like, not Nick Nick Bosa won't be there. Quinn yeah. Williams won't be there. No way. So like anybody that's realistic. So basically, Jonah Williams, Greedy Williams, that kind of stuff. I would take Josh Allen over those guys. Um, so I think he's just a dominant, gonna be like a Khalil Mack type edge rusher. Yeah, we're, um, we're definitely talking about uh, Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He is going oh, yeah. to just be oh, for sure. one hell of a pass rusher. Oh, I mean, you see it. You see it. How he looks in shorts. You see how tall he is. Yeah, I mean, rocket of an arm. Oh. I mean, I mean that has nothing to do with pass rushing, but hey, it helps. Yeah, but Josh um, Allen's so tall. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I would say jo- Josh Allen, Jonah Williams, Greedy Williams, Ed Oliver, defensive tackle from Houston. You know what that means? He's dirty. You're drafted, if you're if you're drafting a defensive tackle at five fifth overall, what that do you means, think that means? It means Gerald McCoy is no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Yeah, that's what that means. Uh, and I just been in the first round pick on two defensive tackles two years in a row. But Ed, I don't care. Ed Oliver's good. Yeah, really good. If they're like, good, they're really good. good. Really good. <laughs> really good. And and if they, you want? I mean, if you want to hear my dream off season, probably trade for Patrick Peterson, tie, sign Tyron Matthew, draft Ed Oliver. Probably it. Really. Yeah, you'd be you would take Oliver over yeah. Jonah Williams. Maybe not over Jonah, but I don't depending know on who's there, be there. Yeah, I got you. I mean, I love Jonah, right? I love Jonah Williams, but and Oliver's good. And if you cut Gerald McCoy, you're gonna have to cut Gerald. This is how I look at it. Donovan Smith is okay, right? The more. Mm. Donovan Smith is not as bad as people say he is. Yeah, but we've um, said he's pretty bad here on the show before. I mean, he's, I don't think he's good, but he's not horrible, <laughs> right? He's serviceable he's inconsistent. at times. Yeah, he's serviceable at times. Maybe Bruce Arians can knock the laziness out of him, and we can get something going, possibly. But um, the way I look at this is you're going to need, if you want to acquire Patrick Peterson, like I said, you're going to need that Gerald McCoy money. So you're going to have to cut Gerald McCoy. If you cut Gerald McCoy, trade for Patrick Pearson, okay, and you sign Tyron Matthew, that's great. Still a huge hole at defensive tackle. 
Oh yeah. Jo- oh, yeah. If Jonah I mean, Williams and if Jonah Williams on the board, yes. Well, listen. Okay. What kind of what kind of sophomore year are you projecting uh, Vita Vea to have? I mean, good, but not like you know. I mean, he can't throw it by himself. No, he can't. I mean, you know, um, and I just think that Ed Oliver it would be it would be a nice fit. Um, I think that he's he's nasty. He's he's athletic as heck, um, and that that's my thought process basically. Uh, would I rather have Donovan Smith starting at this is this is basically what my thought process comes down to? Would I rather have Donovan Smith starting at left tackle or Bo Allen starting at defensive tackle? Rather Donovan Smith starting at left tackle. Right. Um, right. So that's why I would take Ed Oliver there. Another name. Probably Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy's one of, and that this that I just threw that one in for myself is he's one of my favorites. I think he's a, a top ten player in this class. Cornerback number one for me. Um, he's so good, and I think that he fits the Bucks pretty well. Um, maybe not as good now because I don't think they're going to be running as much zone, but he can still play man to man just as good. Uh, Byron Murphy. So to recap: Jonah Williams, Greedy Williams, Ed Oliver, Josh Allen, Byron Murphy. I think one of those guys is going to be a buck. I'm here for it. So to answer that long, to answer that <laughs> short question with a long response, reel it back in. <laughs> um, yeah, that those those are the guys. Sorry, sorry okay. about that, but no, it's all good, dude. Listen, we're here to answer questions, and if we can get any and all discussion, answer any questions people may have about any particular player, that's what we're aiming to do. So you're all good. Moving on from the draft. Moving on from players, moving on from free agency, things of that nature, let's get into our final topic of questions here, and uh, that's going to pertain to coaching. And I've got a couple of good ones I want to toss at you. So, God, I don't even know if I can read this. This next question comes from uh, Kevin.Gurjanand. G-I-R-J-A-N-A-N-D. Gurjanand. Or Gurjanand. I want to say I'm pronouncing that correctly. But Kevin, if you're listening and I butchered that, I do apologize. So this question from Kevin. It says, out of all the new coaches, who do you think will see the most success in a three-year period? And I I like this question. because It's a good question. It it really is. That's something we've talked about before. It's interesting. It's a different one. Yeah, you know. But it, it's, it's very realistic, and it's something that I think not a lot of people have talked about. We, you know, we've talked about plenty of times Bruce Arians probably isn't going to be a long-term answer. Let's say mm-hmm. four years minimum. He's going to have to pick one of those guys on that staff to probably take his place if things are going well. Um, so let's break this down, man. Out of all the coaches, who do you think is going to have the most success in a three-year window? And I can't say Bruce Arians. <laughs> I, I don't. You like, want me to, you want me to throw only, my pick out there? Sure. That's the only thing I don't understand. I, well, yeah. I, I mean, let's exclude Bruce Arians. I, okay. I think the question okay. was being asked. You know, all right, yeah. All right, all I'm, the, pretty, I'm oh, pretty sure I got my guy. Okay. I want to say it's Byron Leftwich. And okay. I say that because I feel like it's been made clear that Bruce Arians is going to do what he can to just kind of groom Byron to, to be the guy. You know, he's already praised him a couple of times we've heard before. He's very confident in the way that he runs an offense. He's very confident in his ability to connect with players and things of that nature. Um, you said it here before. I, I think he might be that guy. So I'll say Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Byron Leftwich too. Um, yeah, like I said, 
like you just said, I've said it here before, I'll say it again. I think that if 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 the Bucks are winning and the offense is going good and everything's going according to plan, I think the plan is to have Byron Leftwich be the head coach when Bruce Arians leaves. Um, and it's funny to me. A lot of fans are like, "Oh my God, why is this dude offensive coordinator? He was horrible as a quarterback." Well, it doesn't matter what he did yeah, as like a quarterback. It, it, I, I don't. I don't understand that either. Doug Doug Peters <laughs> Doug Peterson was a lifelong backup. Yeah, Doug Peterson lifelong backup. Jason Garrett was. I mean, he's a decent head coach. I still think he should have been fired. Uh, but he's he was, not he the was, answer for Dallas he, right now. He was. I know. I'm just saying. But I mean, he wasn't the best quarterback. You know. Um, who else? Who else am I thinking? Well, I mean, John Gruden was a quarterback at Dayton. Um, yeah, it, you know, <laughs> your your on field success does not mean that you're you're not a good, <laughs> you know, that, that you're not a good. Uh, coach. You're not a good football mind. Look at yeah, Tony Romo. I mean, yeah, to, oh my god. Oh, Tony him. Romo. Um, so happy he's going to Super Bowl. So happy. Me too. It's gonna be fun. Um, I mean, anyways. Oh, Jim! Oh, Jim! Oh, oh Jim! I, I think I know what they're doing here, Jim. Oh, this guy's <laughs> going to go in motion. Oh, they almost had it. <laughs> He's fine. Uh, if he just leads them there a little bit more, it's a touchdown. Oh, that one's going to bite him. Exactly. <laughs> think about um, let, me, let me just kind of throw something in about Tony Romo as well. Um, now that we're on the topic, I didn't mean to cut you off. but You're good. I think Tony Romo is more enjoyable now at the bigger stage mm-hmm. than he was calling a game week four Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. I'll be real with you. Like mm, he used I mean, to annoy I've always... me after I would watch the Bucks lose, and then I would hear Tony Romo call the four o'clock game that would play after the Bucks loss, and every time he'd go, "Oh, Jim," oh, it would just it'd get on my nerves. But listen, man, when you really listen to it. And the way football's being played right now, he's just as excited as all of us are. And the fact that he's going in there and pretty much just telling us what's going to happen. Uh, exactly what's going to happen. This guy's in a good spot. Uh, like a good you, you, you do know he got defensive coordinator Bob Sutton fired from Kansas City, right? Oh, yeah. No <laughs> doubt. If, if, you know, if he can disguise what the Patriots are doing, but Bob Sutton can't. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. Tony so. Romo for Kansas City defensive coordinator. Make it happen. Um, so I mean back to the topic though I do think Byron left which I think Harold Goodwin would become his offensive coordinator and I mean I'm sure they'd like to keep Todd Bowles but I think Todd Bowles' plan is to be as successful as he can in Tampa Bay and leave after like two and leave after like two seasons for a head coaching job yeah I think he'd go after another head coaching job you think someone else would hire him for another head coaching job if if he has success in Tampa, yeah. I mean, it, it happens. It, yeah. it happens. Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio is a perfect example. He was the coach of the Jaguars, got fired, went to the Broncos, got hired by the Raiders. You know? Um, it, it happens. Uh, so I do think that, I mean, everybody wants to be a head coach. Tom Bowles wants to be a head coach again. Yeah. Right? And... If the Bucks are winning and the defense is playing well, it's hard for me to not picture him being brought up in, especially with he already has experience. It's hard for me to picture him not being mentioned with with coaching. So uh, I do think Byron Leftwich is the guy, though. Okay, I like it. We agree on that one. 
Now, uh, let's move on to our final question of the night before we wrap things up here. Um, oh, also, I wanted to touch on uh, a free agency post that I had a little bit, just a little bit more. So, Okay, no problem. Let's get to that, and then we'll get to the last question. Okay. So, I basically, I had put out uh, a free agency prediction thing, which I looked at most of the Bucks' uh, unrestricted free agents and restricted free agents, and I just basically said whether I thought they were going to stay or go. And a lot of people gave me a lot of slack for saying that Donovan Smith would stay on the franchise tag. Um, listen, guys, there's not that many options available that are better than Donovan Smith. You're, you're not guaranteed to get Jonah Williams at five. Right. What happens if you let Smith walk? Don't and sign you- a single tackle, and Jonah Williams is picked at three by the Jets. What, what do you, You're screwed. Yeah, okay, you're still going to get a good football player at five. But you're you're done. Yeah, and this is this is an offensive line where we've said it before. They just they need as much help as they can get right now. Yeah, and yeah. when so, Donovan Smith is good, he's really good. Yeah, when he's bad, he's really bad. Though. That's that's uh. the problem. So hopefully Bruce Arians can can help with that. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I said that I thought Adam Humphreys was going to stay. I thought Quan Alexander was going to stay. I thought Kevin Minter and Adarius Taylor were both going to stay. Some I'm surprised you for... said Kevin Minter. Yeah, I thought stay. he played well. I thought he played well in his limited time. He uh, played for Bruce Arians in Arizona. I think it's a fit. Um, so I think I think he'll he'll be there for for some training camp competition. I also think Cairo Santos is going to stay. Um, I do think they're going to bring in another kicker for competition. Uh, but I do. I, but I think Santos is going to stay. Uh, what's our buddy? Uh, what's our buddy Pat Murray doing right around now? Nothing. Chilling. Sitting at home on the couch. Waiting for a job. Waiting yeah. for a, waiting for a phone call. Yeah, they're not. Uh, I think Jason Light. Uh, I I like Jason, but I think he's kind of sort of burned his bridge with Patrick Murray. Oh, like yeah. if if the Bucks came calling and were like, "Hey, like, do you do you want?" To, I'm sure he'd say, "Yeah," but. I don't know. They wouldn't be his first choice. If he had like a choice between two teams, I think he'd be like, well, I kicked pretty good for this team twice already, yeah, and they, they, they got rid of me twice. both times. Yeah, although the, the second time, the first time was because Pat Murray got injured. But What was the second time? He just lost the kicking battle? No, he never got the kicking battle. That was after, that was after um, Nick Folk was cut. They brought in Murray. Yeah. He kicked okay. That was it. They just didn't resign him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, they they just they didn't resign him. That's all. That's a bummer, um, but, man. Because I remember anyway, getting really excited around the second time he came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Pat Murray's been my dude. Uh, but um, free agent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, Humphreys. I, I think he's gonna stay. Jason Light really wants him. Jason Light found him. Quan Alexander, there's been some rumors that Alexander wants a pretty rich contract. I don't know how true they are. It's not been confirmed by a media outlet or anything like that, but <coughs> excuse me. Um, and for all headphone users, that's probably a pain. But um, yeah, I think Quan Alexander at the end of the day is going to stay. Um, I say Chris Conti's going to go, which had a lot of fans excited. And, you know, I don't know how excited it should be, but. Oh, yeah. well, we, we've talked about that before. Wish him um, the best. Yeah. Um, I, I said Peyton Barber's a restricted free agent. He would stay. I said Andrew Adams would stay. Jamie and Elliott would probably stay. Uh, but other than that, 
Uh, you know, Vinny Curry get cut, Deshaun Jackson get cut. I didn't really say anything about Gerald McCoy, um, but yeah, I just wanted to just wanted to put that out there that you know, Donovan Smith is not as bad as you think he is. <laughs> that, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. He's not as bad as you think he is. Right. Um, and I mean, the franchise tag, yeah, it's 14 million, a bit too much, maybe, but maybe he's playing with some extra motivation and, and earns that 14 million dollars this year. So right, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Time will tell. And uh, it's going to be a long offseason for us to figure these things out. But let's get to our final question of the night. This one comes from our buddy Andrew the Bison. I, I think I said that. It's Andrew underscore the underscore Bison. B-I-Z-O-N. And the question is, with the new coaching staff, with Bruce Arians, and whatever moves we make in the offseason, what will our record be next year? You want me to go first? or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You know I'm optimistic. You very. know I've always been very, very optimistic. More optimistic than I should be, but listen. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> I want to comfortably say that we go 10-6 and six next year. Even 9 before, and 7 or 10-6, and six, but I want to say that now we finish. This, I want to say we finish what, positive. Is this with the moves you think will happen, or is this with the moves you hope will happen in the offseason? Uh, I want to say this is even with the moves that I think will happen. I, okay. I have trust... I have faith in Jason Light in that front office that... What do you think's going to happen, Rat? What do I think's going to happen? Yeah. <sighs> they're going to cut Gerald I think Gerald we're going to get rid of Gerald McCoy. Yeah. I don't want to see it happen, but I think we're going to get rid of Gerald McCoy. I think of the three players that we had talked about to bring in for that secondary, just to kind of throw a name out there, I think a guy like Tyron Matthew is probably the most realistic for me. He's the most likely. Yeah. yeah. Um... I think you bring someone like him in. Maybe you sign a, a veteran running back, someone like I don't know, LeGarrette Blunt. I've been throwing be out opposed. By, I've been throwing out Balao Powell. Yeah. Who played for yeah. Todd Bowles with the Jets. Someone who doesn't have to be next level. Someone who you can just get back there, give them the ball, and they can do what they have to do. Peyton Barber has stepped up as a running back. I think we're gonna see a better side of him next season as well. Uh, Ronald Jones, hopefully he really starts to get comfortable with everything going on. Bruce Arians is uh, going to work his ass off during OTAs, and hopefully we'll see him play this year. I have a feeling he's really going to get things clicking and just figure out how to move around with the ball and uh, do what a running back does. Let's just hope he can start to catch it now. Um, I, I want to say Jonah Williams in the draft. Okay. I really want to say Jonah Williams in the draft. And... Um, that's just where you look. You, you you know you look ahead with that with that outcome of so getting a little Don, bit of help. Do you in the think Donovan Smith stays though? Hmm. I think they do. I think they have no I, choice but to franchise tag him. I, I, yeah, I agree with you there. I, I think it's one of those situations where, as you said, there isn't really a better option floating around somewhere in free. Obviously, agency. if you guaranteed me Jonah Williams would be there, then big okay. I'll, I'll use the fourteen million dollars on something else. But right, yeah. Um. Sean Jackson's going to be gone. Not positive if Vinny Curry's going to be gone, but he'll probably be gone. Um, yeah, man. That, that, I mean, that's what I think will happen. I think Gerald McCoy's gone. I think you bring in a uh, a veteran presence for that secondary. Maybe if you make another move in free agency. What do you do at defensive tackle? <sighs> that's a great question. Maybe second that's round it. you look for some pass rushing talent. Okay, okay. I'm mine, would be the, mine would be the opposite. Mine would be at Oliver in the first, off of the tackle in the second. But Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, back to the original question. I want to say 
Let me say Ooh. ten and six. I'm going to lock that in as my final answer. Ten wins, six losses next season. Uh, maybe a wild card appearance. Okay. Um. Brewing something over there. You got yeah, one this... hell of a response coming at me. <laughs> Oh, no, it, it, this is difficult because this relies on a lot of different things. Um, this yeah, team, it's, good. it's it's one of those things. We're at that time in the season; it's hard to tell what's really going to happen. Yeah, um, this team could go thirteen and three if Jameis Winston, you know, has a great year and, and Ronald Jones finds his way and uh, Vita Vey keeps developing and Carlton Davis keeps developing. But I don't think it's going to happen. This is thirteen and three because I just don't think all those guys are going to develop that much for them to be that good. But um. Ah, oh man. My, all right. My my mind says eight and eight, but my gut, and this is only because I trust Bruce Arians. My gut says nine and seven. Yeah, you don't want to commit to ten wins. No, I'm not. No, no. Mm. I'm not getting spurned by this team. Mm. I, I picked them to win eight games last year, and they disappointed. They won five. I picked them. I picked them to win ten games in 2017. They won five. So you picked them to go nine seven last year. They won five. Well, they've won a total. They've won a total of ten games since we uh, since we picked them to win ten games the oh, first time, right? Boy, you were kind of right. Well, okay, just yeah, okay. You picked up. Well, in 2017, I remember you picked them to go ten six. We both did. Um, and They've then, won ten games since then, so we're right. Yeah, well, technically. <laughs> um, and then twenty eighteen, I picked them to go eight and eight. You picked them to go nine seven, I believe. Um, this year, just before the, the the schedule comes up, because that has something to do with it too. You know, when's your bye week? When is the London game? Which against the Panthers is oh, ridiculous. Is, yeah, let's, I can't believe we forgot to talk about that. I can't believe we forgot to talk. Oh, about hold on. That well, as well. I'm, when I'm finished the question, we'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, a little bit of bonus so, content for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Um, a little bit of extra five minutes or so. Um, yeah, so, cold weather games. You're playing in Seattle. Seattle's weather's not very good in uh, once you get into late October. So, you want to play them earlier. Right to avoid the rain and cold and stuff like that, and um, so you want to play them a bit earlier. Plus, I think the later in the season it gets, the harder it is to play in that stadium, just because the fans get louder yeah, for definitely. some reason. Um, so you want to play them early. Um, we you know when's your home game? How many home games do you have in a row? How many road games do you have in a row? Uh, all those things. Um, so I, I think nine and seven. And that's projecting on what I think will happen this offseason. So. Right. Right. Okay. So, but, I mean, obviously, optimistic. we're going to have we're gonna have our schedule prediction show, right? Oh, um, yeah. No doubt. Right in, in, like, August or so, maybe. Right? We'll have that. Yeah, we normally do um, that a uh, week before the preseason really gets yeah. going. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let's talk about this London game. A little bit of bonus content for everybody. <clears throat> we're going to get international on you to wrap things up. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'm angry. I am upset with the NFL and Roger Goodell making the executive decision to take away not only a Bucks home game, but a division Bucks home game. Mm-hmm. Why? 
Like, why Why is it every year it's got to be something? You know, last year I don't remember anything monumental happening, but the year before that, what, we didn't have a bye week? Yep. I, I mean... Well, I mean, you can't really control that, but... You can't. You can't. The hurricane came in, people had to evacuate, I, I get it. Can't be mad about that. Things happen. But, God, man... And this is against Carolina. This isn't against, you know, I mean, it's also the same Carolina who might be without Cam Newton next year. And Maybe. as much as I hate the guy, hope he gets better. But we're not playing Atlanta. I, 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 <clears throat> I'm glad we're not playing New Orleans. But just a London game by itself, for me, has always been seen as a negative experience because... You just you've got to deal with changing time zones. You've got some players out of whack. I know that week of practice can be weird going into things. It's just a very different experience, and it's hard to prepare 100% for an international game. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not super great waking up early in the morning to have to watch a game. But yeah, we're gonna play at 9:30, I think. I'll I'll do it. Like I don't care. But it's a division home game. And I just, you need all the preparation you can get. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you saw you saw the difference between playing the Panthers in Carolina and playing <laughs> mm-hmm, the that's Panthers a good in point. Tampa Bay. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Division home games are huge. Home games in general are huge. But when you take away division, I know why they did it, too. Carolina Panthers have never had a London game. The yeah, NFL wants yeah. every team to have a London game. So, really, they're not even thinking about the Bucs. This is all about the Panthers. Bucks fans, all, all listen, about the Panthers. I mean, Evan. It's disrespectful. It, it is. It really is. And I hate to say I it, honestly, but. I thought it was going to be against the 49ers. I, yeah, a throwaway, I a throwaway game. Yeah, that th- I thought anything. they were gonna they were gonna pick a game where attendance at Raymond James Stadium might be a little low, um, but no, well, you know, you take away a division game, but yeah, the Panthers are happy; they don't care. Doesn't count as a home game for them, and uh, right. they get to play the Bucks in, in Carolina, which is advantage them, and get to play the Bucks in a neutral site, which is fifty fifty. So yeah, I mean, listen, we can <clears throat> there is here... there is a lot of Bucks fans in the UK though. Shout out to those guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Shout out to our uh, our other buddy, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Germany. You can follow them on Instagram. But, they, I mean, we've got fans repping all over the place. It's pretty awesome. So, um, if you guys are international for any reason and you're listening to the show. Um, international for any to, reason? Yeah, uh, for any reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for any reason at all. Um if you're international and you're listening to the show for any reason at all, is kind of what I meant to say there. <laughs> um, if you're in, if you're international and you're listening to the show and uh, you're ever looking to get in touch with Bucks fans, a, a really good neutral group to do that is uh, is the Buckaholics. I know they have a very very international reach, um, so they might even have Buckaholic representatives in your area. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. But back on track with this London game. Listen, Bucks fans. We can be mad, we can yell, we can get angry, we can we can get on this show here and we can just make as much noise as we need to to let the NFL know that we're pissed off, but you know what's not going to happen? The NFL's probably not going to say, okay, we see your concern, let's go ahead and make this game a little bit easier for you. That's not going to happen. It Right. 
They're not going to change the outcome of the Saints game. It's just not going to happen. Roger Goodell doesn't have the balls to do it, and and that's just... It wouldn't make sense. You'd be moving the Super Bowl back. Right, and yeah, that's that's... Especially with the ticket prices already going down. Yeah, you, you would have to... You, I mean, the Rams have already been preparing. The Patriots have already been preparing for the Rams. That's not, that's not fair. But, listen, like I said, we can make as much noise as we need to, but you know how we're going to get over this, and, and you know how ultimately we're just going to gonna have to deal with it? We're going to have to win. That's well, it. Last time Bucks were in London, they got shellacked. So. Oh, yeah, I remember that game, too. Listen. That was the beginning of the end for the Raheem Morris era because everything was fine. Everything was all good. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. What did they like? They were four and two going into that game. Mm-hmm. And Rondé Barber got the safety on that forte in that game. And um, after that, it, it all went downhill, and they went on a, a, a ten-game losing streak. Yeah, <laughs> that was ugly. So it all changed. Yeah, but listen. If the and the Buccaneers... other one was, a, the other game, by the way, guys, the Bucks have been in London, this is their third time. The other one was versus, in 2009 versus New England, I think, and they got shellacked. So. Yeah. Buccaneers played a preseason game in Tokyo. I want to say that. I, rem- I, remember, I remember you p- picking that clip up. Yeah. Where did you find that? YouTube. It was, um, hmm. I want to say, J.P. Peterson. Okay. Um, okay. I want to say it was the name... Of the person who uploaded it. I'm not positive, but if okay, you go on yeah, YouTube he, I, and, you, he, and you... He used to work for WDAE, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he... I don't know if he still is, but I want to say, yeah, it's it's that it's that JP. He um he, he was basically doing that special with the Bucks uh, back in the day. So it's if you want to go check it out, it's on YouTube. Just look up Bucks in Tokyo. You'll find the whole thing, like the whole feature. Um, and it's actually pretty cool. But yeah, the Bucks played a preseason game in Tokyo. First the Jets. Yep. Um, but listen, let me not lose my uh, train of thought here because I had a really good thing. If the Buccaneers want someone to notice that we're pissed off, they probably won't. But the only way to get over this is just to go into London and win. I do not give a shit about losing a division home game if the Bucks win in London. That's that. Just win. Just go out there and win. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and then if they lose, you can say, well, yeah. it was if in they Ramsey lose, Stadium. Then, then I can get mad and I can start <laughs> blaming people for taking away a division home game. But right now, the only way we're going to get past this and the only way that we're going to be at peace with it is if the Bucks come ready to play and they win. That's all Which, we can ask them to do. They're going to come ready to play. Uh, I'm not going to say they're going to win every game, but every game they're going to come ready to play. This, exactly. this coaching staff is, is legit. So bright times should be ahead of us. A long off season's gonna be ahead of us. And uh Yeah. Things are gonna be changing. I don't know if you're ready for it. I don't know if I'm ready for it. Ch 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 Should have used that. Yeah, see. You guys get a little concert here too, a little duet. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, it's been a longer show. But that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, whether it's on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean.com. You can follow the show on social media at Cannon Fire Podcast. We are on Twitter at Cannon Fire Pod. You can follow my co-host Evan at Bucks Way, formerly Bucks Football, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Make sure you check out our partners at PewterReport.com for some of the best Bucks coverage in the game. And check out our sponsors at cooltowel.com. 
I am Rhett, signing off for Evan, and we'll see you next time. Evan, uh, really quick, any idea what we're going to do our next show? <laughs> uh, no, just, uh, not it's, really. Yeah, let's, let's, um, just, let's just put this out there now. It's a, it's a pretty pretty slow time. Yeah, I I don't know, guys. Um, <laughs> maybe, you know, if, if there's – we could – do this then tomorrow there's five things that come out that all pertain right. to the bucks and then next week we might have stuff to talk about you never know um when when the combine gets closer i'm going to start talking about draft prospects to look out for maybe a week before the combine or so uh, but that's like mid-february um and then free agency is going to ramp up so uh, after you know the combine we'll review the combine and then right after that it's re-signing guys free agency you might hear some cuts um so but yeah, the rest of January might be a little bit slow. Um, yeah, it, it it may be a little bit slow. Definitely. But you never know. I mean, news can come at any time. You, you never know. So. Exactly. You just got to stay ready. But um, to everyone we'll, listening, we'll keep you. We'll keep you guys updated for sure. And we're gonna have a, a few guests on in the coming months as well. Oh, yeah. So it's gonna be fun. no doubt. So to everyone who listened throughout the season, as we kind of slow down for the off season, just want to say a quick thank you. Uh, for helping the show grow throughout the season. And uh, let's get ready to do it again next year. Until next time, I am Rhett, signing off for Evan, and we'll see you next next episode. Go Bucks! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.